Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, being obedient to God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and Y, yielding to Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our content, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below if you're watching on YouTube, and then hit that follow button if you're listening on any of our podcasting platforms. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to season four, episode 23 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before we even dive deep into this episode, y'all know I have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, thank you for allowing me to get on this platform another day. Thank you, Lord, for allowing the listeners to tune in another week, Lord. I thank you for the subscribers that I have. I thank you for the listeners that I have. I thank you for the support that you have sent my way. I pray, Lord, that through this episode, people grow closer to you. I pray that people find their worthiness in you, Lord. And I pray that people's mind states are changed and they know that they are worthy and they know what they're worth. I pray, Lord, for breakthrough in this episode. I pray, Lord, for my personal breakthrough in this episode. I pray, Lord, that you use me and that the words that come out of my mouth are strictly from you. I thank you again for allowing me to have this platform. And Father God, I pray that it goes out and reaches exactly who you needed it to reach. I pray for more of you and less of me. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so now that I've invited Holy Spirit into the room, let's go ahead and jump into the hot and low portion of the episode. So if you would like to submit any high and lows to the podcast, you can do so by submitting those to us at our Instagram page, Facebook page, or directly to our email address. I'll be sure that that is on the screen for you. And if you would like to remain anonymous, just let me know and I will pray for you in private. So we did get a submission from a very faithful, faithful listener. Shamiko, I want to let you know that I appreciate you so much. Your support does not go unnoticed. You're definitely a friend of the show, and I cannot wait to have you back on. But she did give us a high this week, and y'all, this high, whew, God is so good. God is so good. So she says, good news is God continues to be a healer. Yes, God. The last three weeks, the enemy has been attacking my health. I've had some major tests and I've been in and out of the hospital. All my blood tests, liver, got back into a normal range. Thank God. Biopsy for stomach and gallbladder were negative and normal. I don't take it for granted. Hallelujah. Praise God. If y'all don't know, Shamiko has been on the show before. In the first episode that she came on, she actually shared her experience with going through so many cancerous symptoms in her body. So just to see that some of that was trying to come back on her, it's terrifying. But we know that our God, there's no fear that exists with him. And thank God that he stepped right on in and he handled all of that. He is a mighty, mighty, amazing healing God. So, so glad for you, girl. And we will definitely keep you in our prayers during this season that you remain strong and that you remain at peace and that everything is normal so congratulations to you on that and thank you for sharing the amazing news to the podcast and she also did share a low for this week her low is that she has been struggling with the spirit of loneliness and I know how that feels as a fellow single I definitely know how that feels but we have to remain rooted in God and know that he is everything that we need and he can feel that loneliness so girl I would definitely keep you in my prayers I was thinking of this scripture and I had to google it so y'all don't think I'm just a bible scholar out there I did have to google this scripture but 
Shamiko, I encourage you to go read Psalm 139, 7 through 10 in your spirit time. And I pray that that scripture does help you with your spirit of loneliness in this season. But we will definitely keep you in our prayers. But I'm going to go ahead and transition into my high and lows for this week. So my first high is I did get my car back from the last time that I talked to you guys. And it is driving amazingly, y'all. When I stopped, no shakes. I was so happy. I was just praising God on my way home because I was so thankful for that. So everybody that did keep me in your prayers, I appreciate that. And Faith, she's doing good. That's the name of my car. Her name is Faith. She's doing good, and she's back in action. So glory to God on that. And also another high for this week is there were some donations, some seeds sown into the ministry. And I thank God for that. It's definitely an answer prayer. As y'all know, I am running this ministry by myself now. And I'm also in the process of becoming debt-free. And everything with the podcast is not free. And I want everything to be top quality, you know. God wants his stuff to be top quality, you know. And my bills, they were coming up. And I didn't have any more personal finances to pour into the ministry. And I was just praying, praying to God and thanking him in advance for the seed that I knew that would be sown. And right in the nick of time, right before some of my access got denied on certain websites, I got not one, y'all, but two seeds sown into the ministry. God is so good. He is so good. And I thank him for that. What I can really say right now in this season that I am in, I am seeing the power of prayer. I have grew up on pray without ceasing, pray without ceasing. But right now in this season, y'all, I can really see the power of prayer working on my life. Just to share another high moment, As y'all know, I have been on the mission to eat healthier, and so I try to go grocery shopping every single week so I can meal prep, but this week with my car and my family member having a birthday party, I really didn't have the extra resources to go and grocery shop and meal prep correctly, and I just prayed to God. I was like, God, you want me to eat healthy? I need a way, because right now, I don't have a way to go out and get anything healthy and I'm running out of all of my healthy food. I literally had to eat a hot dog Monday because I didn't have any more healthy food. But I was just praying and I was believing in God. You know, I was praying to him saying, I trust you. I believe in you. I'm patient. I'm waiting for your provision. And y'all, last night my godmama stopped by the house and she brought food. Like a like chicken breast, like a lot of chicken breast, vegetables. And she gave me a gift card that I can use at Walmart to go and buy more healthy food. If that ain't God, y'all, I don't know what it is. But in my house, I know that it was God. And he is an on-time God, an amazing God, a gracious God, a provider, a healer, a sustainer. I can go on and on. But y'all, just remember, pray without season. Pray without ceasing, okay? So my low for this week, Lord, help me. What's my low for this week? Oh, okay. Okay, Lord, you want me to be vulnerable and I don't want to be vulnerable, but, you know, I'm going to be obedient because I'm on obedience podcast. So my low for this week, y'all, this is very vulnerable, but I have been feeling like a burden. I have been feeling like a burden, a huge burden on everyone, everyone in my family, everyone in my house. I just feel like I'm in the way. I feel like I am a nuisance and I am the reason so many things are going wrong or so many people are annoyed that I'm reaching out. But that's how I've been feeling lately. And I know it's just a trick of the enemy. I've been praying, praying it away, y'all. So just keep me in your prayers and be in agreement with me on that, that the enemy just leaves me alone. He sees what I'm doing. He sees that I'm getting closer to God in this season. And he's just attacking me on like every angle. He's attacking me financially. He's attacking me mentally, emotionally. But my God is stronger and mightier than him. And when I am weak, God's power is 10 times stronger. So. You ready for this fight, enemy? I know you ain't. Leave me alone. <laughs> so just keep me in your prayers on that, you guys. 
All right, so that is all that I have for the high and lows this week. Remember, if you do want to submit any high and low moments, you can do so by submitting those to our Instagram page, Facebook page, or directly to our email address. I'll be sure that all of that is on the screen. And if you do so, you do have the opportunity to be featured on the podcast. So now that I got that out the way, let's go ahead and jump into the word for this week. This episode is going to be a fun one because we do have a guest on this episode. But y'all know how I always do. I like to just give y'all the background of how I came up with the episode or how Holy Spirit bought me the episode. And then I give y'all biblical background and then we'll jump into the interview portion. But I do just want to let y'all know that this is an interview episode. So I hope y'all are so excited about that. But to get into what this episode is about, if you are listening or watching, then you do know that the title of of this episode is sis you are worthy so let me tell y'all how this episode came about so a while back as I was preparing to reboot the podcast I was actually talking to one of my best friends and he told me this amazing testimony that he had and I just casually said yes you should come on the podcast and share that and his response totally surprised me y'all he said that he didn't think that he was the right fit for the podcast And y'all, that really hurt my heart because it was not the response that I expected. And with him being such a close friend to me, I never wanted him to think that I would think of him or anyone as unworthy to come on the podcast. Because I know that everyone is worthy in the eyes of God. If he provides you a testimony, then that testimony should be shared, you know. God looks at all of us as worthy, but I knew that his response came from past condemnation because I've been there. I'm sure if you're listening, you've been there. You experienced something in church or you saw somebody in church and you're like, oh, wow, I can never preach like them or I can never teach the Bible like them. I can never sing like them, you know. And y'all know I'm from the South and these Southern people, they can be, you know, Southern charms. I promise you, they can be Southern bells, but they can also hit you with that nice, nasty attitude, you know. Bless her heart. That's one that's like, she ain't really trying to bless you, girl. She being messy. She being messy. (laughs) But they can hit you with some stuff like that. And you're just like, You're being super nice to me, but you're being nasty at the same time. So I've experienced that in the church. Kind of like, you decided to come to church today. It's so good to see you. But we have to remember that just because people don't see us as qualified doesn't mean that God doesn't think we're worthy. And I quickly explained to my friend that Obedience Podcast does not discriminate. Like I said, if God gives you a testimony, then I feel like that testimony deserves to be shared. And his words still lay heavy on my heart because I just knew that there were other people in the world who felt this same way. And even if it wasn't my podcast, I didn't want people to think that they weren't worthy enough to share the goodness of God or share what God taught them about something. I wanted to get the word out there to let people know that they shouldn't let what people's thoughts and opinions of them affect getting the word of God out or how good God has been to them. But God, he wasn't giving me the go ahead. And what I mean by that is Sometimes I'll think of something or I'll be going through something and God will show me the scripture or passage of scriptures that I need to come from regarding that topic. You know, like with the backsliding video, he gave me David and Bathsheba or with the just be still. He gave me Martha and Mary. Even if I think of an idea, I always try to wait for God to show me where I can teach from regarding that topic. Y'all know I always want to give y'all some biblical background when it comes to that topic. So I was waiting on him. I had it written down in my episode ideas, but I didn't move on it. So one morning while I was reading First Samuel, I came across the scripture where God told me, go. He gave me the go ahead. He said, it's time. And that scripture was 1 Samuel 16 and 7, where it reads, Humans do not see what the Lord sees. The humans see what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. And when I read that, I said, oh, Lord, that is perfect. That is so good. 
And this scripture is found in the portion of 1 Samuel where the Israelites actually asked God to give them a king. I shouldn't say ask. They demanded God to give them a king. And then God provided them with Saul. And Saul turns out to be a huge disappointment. And then God chooses David as king. So that's the portion of 1 Samuel that I was reading. The main takeaway that I took from that story at the time of me reading is no one really expected David to be chosen as king, not even his dad. And I'll talk more about that in the biblical portion. But that right there is exactly what God was trying to get over during that time to the Israelites. And also what he's trying to get over to us right now because he sent me this story to share with y'all. So basically God is saying don't count someone out because you don't think they're qualified because I know the insides of them. I know where their heart lays. I know the capabilities that they have. I know what I've put inside of them. So if I say they are qualified, then they are beyond qualified. Don't look at someone's sin and run down the list and say they aren't qualified when you meanwhile sinned as well. After David was anointed king, he still sinned many times after that. He even got somebody killed, as I talked about in that David and Bathsheba episode, but God still used him. Aaron, for instance, created false gods when the Israelites were in the wilderness, but God still used him to be the high priest and have his lineage be the rest of the priests for the Israelites. He still used them even though he sinned. Let's not forget Noah got drunk after he got off the ark and God still used him to repopulate the earth. So just because you're sinning or you've sinned doesn't mean you aren't qualified to God. God doesn't count people out because of what they've done. He chooses them because of what they've done, in my opinion, because God says, if I can get into the heart of that sinner, just think what I can do with the next sinner when they look at them and say, oh, God delivered them. Oh, what can he do for me? So for the biblical background of this episode, I do want to point out the characteristics identified when Saul is selected as king and then highlight how God was very intentional in choosing the king that the Israelites wanted. And then I want to look at the characteristics pointed out when David was chosen as king. And the two scenarios are very, very different. Let me tell y'all that. And one thing I do want to say before I even get started is there is a huge difference between your choice and what God choice looks like. I'm just going to say that. So for everyone that has their Bibles, let's go ahead and turn to 1 Samuel chapter 8. So in 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 5, the Israelite people demand Samuel to quote, Appoint a king to judge us the same as the other nations have. Now, that statement right there is where the Israelite people went wrong because they wanted a king over them that was going to reflect what the other nations have. Now, I remind you, God never designed the Israelite people to fit in with the other nations of the world. He always said that the Israelite people were his holy people. And we have to remember that holy means set apart. He always wanted the Israelite people to be set apart from everyone in the world. So why in the world were they trying to get a king just like the other nations had? They were conforming to the world when they were supposed to be set apart. So God is actually like bet. And he tells Samuel in verse 22, listen to them, appoint a king for them. So moving on to chapter nine, that's where we actually are introduced to Saul. In the first two verses, we immediately see that Saul's status and physical features are mentioned and pointed out. So in verse one, it says there was a prominent man of Benjamin named Kish. He had a son named Saul, an impressive young man. There was no one more impressive among the Israelites than he. He stood a head taller than anyone else. Now, we already know that status and physical features, they are not things that God is concerned about at all. But we do know that the world is concerned about those things. And with that, God remembered how his people's hearts were. He knew that they wanted a king just like the people of the world. So therefore, he was going to give them a worldly king. He was going to give them a king that they thought would be someone that they can have confidence in. And he really wasn't. 
So I'm pretty sure all of the other kings of the nation, they had prominent families. They probably had a lot of money. They probably had great physical features, you know, buff alpha males, if y'all want to say something like that. But I'm pretty sure they were like a great stock of people. And they appeared very intimidating and strong to the people that they ruled over. So God gave them somebody like that. So Saul came from a prominent background. A lot of people probably knew his family. They probably had the money. And then also Saul was very tall. And so that is very intimidating to the other people. So if you skip over to chapter 10, you'll actually see that Saul is appointed king in private. But then when it's time for him to be appointed as king in public, he hides. So verse 22 says, they again inquire of the Lord. Has the man come here yet? The Lord replied, there he is, hitting among the supplies. That's revealing right there of the heart of Saul. He's hiding. Now, first of all, Saul already knows that he's going to be king. This is not something that he was just surprised about. Samuel already had that conversation with him. So why when it's time to be appointed as king in public, are you hiding? That shows Saul's character right there. Is that really the type of king that you would want? But that's what the people thought they wanted. And then if you move over to 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 2 through 3, you'll see where God gives Saul specific instructions to kill all of the Amalekites and not to spare anybody. God was very specific in that. But then in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and 9, we see that Saul blatantly disobeys God and he decides to spare the Amalekite king and also the best cattle, the best sheep the best goats, the best choice animals. He decides to, you know, keep all of those things. Once Saul disobeys God, God decides, okay, I'm ready for the king that I chose. So in chapter 16, the Lord tells Samuel to go to Bethlehem and meet with this man named Jesse. Now, In chapter 16, we don't see anywhere where they talked about Jesse's prominence and how much money Jesse had. It just says, go meet with this man named Jesse. I feel like that this just means that Jesse was average at best. And there's nothing wrong with being average. We got to keep that in mind. But he didn't have any prominence about him. He didn't come from a family with a lot of money, a normal job normal friends, you know, nothing special about him. Just this plain old guy from the tribe of Judah. Now, I do want to point out, don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with being prominent and coming from a family of wealth. There's nothing wrong with that. You just want to make sure that you're prominent for the right reasons and you got wealthy for the right reasons. You didn't sin to get to that wealth. It's kind of like what I mean. So when Samuel arrives at Jesse's house, he tells Jesse to bring his sons and he's going to invite them to a sacrifice. So as Jesse's bringing his sons out, Samuel sees Eliab and he says to himself, certainly the Lord's anointed one is here before him. This is in chapter 16, verse 6. So I'm pretty sure Eliab was strong, you know probably taller than all the brothers, very built. You know, he looked like someone that could protect a nation. I'm pretty sure that's how he looked. And then God tells Samuel, do not look at his appearance or his stature because I have rejected him. Humans do not see what the Lord sees. For humans see what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. So the Lord got Samuel all the way together, y'all. He got him all the way together. So Samuel is acceptive of that conviction. You know, God does convict us. We're supposed to take conviction with love and kindness. So Samuel is going through the rest of Jesse's sons. And so Jesse brings all of his seven sons out. And the Lord is like denying each one of them. He's like, nope, he's not the one. He's not the one. He's not the one. So then Samuel looks at Jesse and he's like, Are these all the sons that you have? Like the Lord is rejecting everybody. But then Jesse says, there is still the youngest. But right now he's tending sheep. Hmm. So you have another son. So as I mentioned in the introduction of this episode, David's own daddy, his own father, 
didn't think he was worthy enough to be king. He didn't even include him in the number to be examined. And let's not get upset with Jesse. Jesse probably did this because he has seven older sons who are more developed. And David was probably a teenager at the time. You know, he probably still had a squeak in his voice at the time. And so he just didn't assume that his youngest son was going to be the one that the Lord chose. Because during this time, your oldest is typically the one who is going to lead the family after you. But it wasn't this way because the Lord doesn't do the things of the world, you know. God knew that David was the right man for the job because God knew David's heart. None of the other seven brothers had the heart of David. David had a heart for God, and that is all God was concerned about. So in verse 12, we do see a little description of David, but it doesn't say anything about him being strong or mighty or this person that you're so afraid of. It just simply describes him as having beautiful eyes and a healthy and handsome appearance. So average at best, not this mighty warrior that you think of when you think of a king, right? This is so weird, y'all, but I just got this visual of the king from Shrek. Y'all remember how short he was and he was the king? Like, you were so surprised when you were watching that movie and you saw his little old self come up and you saw how short he was. But he was king. That's kind of like what's going on here. David was not expected to be king, but here he is because God chose him because of his heart. Now, I'm not saying that um, David was like the king in Shrek because that man is a mess. That man is a mess. But y'all get what I'm saying. But the story of David is proof that as long as you have the Lord with you and your heart posture is correct, you have everything that you need. You are worthy to do whatever he called you, whatever he needs you to do, whatever testimony he wants you to share, whatever person he wants you to talk to. Whatever school he wants you to go to, you are worthy and qualified because he said that you were. He knows your heart. And then if we keep reading on, we see that when David enters the room and Samuel sees him, the Lord tells Samuel, anoint him for he is the one. I don't know who this is for right now, but God is telling me that you are the one. He chose you. You are worthy to do whatever he said he needed you to do. So don't let anybody discount what it is God told you to do. Because you are overqualified. Because here's your qualifier. And then in verse 13, it says, The Spirit of the Lord came powerfully on David from that day forward. So David didn't have to be the tallest man. He didn't have to be the strongest man. He didn't have to be the most prominent. He didn't have to be known. He didn't have to have a connecting beard. He didn't have to be extremely wealthy. He didn't have to have all these things that the world requires of people that they think are so mighty and worthy. All he had to do was have a heart for God and the spirit of the Lord within him. And praise be to Jesus. Each and every single one of us, we have the capability to have Holy Spirit on the inside of us on a daily basis. We just have to have the correct heart posture to hear him, to feel him, to seek him. So I pray that through this biblical background that you've discovered that you are worthy. God created you and purposed you exactly for what he's telling you to do. Don't let anybody else disqualify you and tell you that you aren't worthy enough. You sin too much. Uh Uh-uh. You're not in the right genre. What? Genre doesn't exist to God. All he cares about is your heart. So remember, sis, you are worthy. So now that we've gotten through the biblical background, as I mentioned at the introduction of this episode, we do have a guest Featured on this episode, when Holy Spirit gave me the scripture and the go-ahead to do this episode, shortly after he reminded me of our guest for today. Her story, y'all, she has gone through so much to where you wouldn't necessarily think she's worthy, but she is. Because she's gone through domestic violence. She's gone through abuse 
with her mom, her sisters. And with the background that Shermonica has with being a domestic violence advocate and building up other domestic violence survivors, I knew that she was the perfect candidate because she had to go through the process of finding her worth. And she also counsels other women to go through the process of finding their worth as well. So who better to tell you about worthiness than her? And so I reached out and she gladly agreed. And I am so happy that Holy Spirit aligned us together. So let me give y'all a little background on who Shermonica Slaughter is. Shermonica is an advocate for domestic violence and mental health. She has her master's degree in criminal justice and she is a mother of three children. She is a 10-year survivor of domestic violence with a mission to advocate for women and men who are victims of domestic violence. Her life goal is to teach women or men that there is life after domestic abuse. Shermonica is the proud founder of the nonprofit organization Help Me Help You. She helps women receive counseling, jobs, house placement, and she gives them the tools they need to move forward. Show them how to better love themselves and equip the women to never go back to any form of abuse. Shermonica's motto for her nonprofit is, don't be afraid to leave, be afraid to stay. Your journey starts with you. So without further ado, let's bring on my guest for this episode, Miss Shermonica Slaughter. Hey. Hello, ma'am. You are just so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just trying to be like you. That's oh. all. Thank you. Thank you. So before we even get started, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Of course. I was glad to come back. Yeah, if y'all don't know, she's been on our show one time before, a long time ago. Was yeah. it? It was 2020, right? It was 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during the quarantine. So we're so excited to have her back here again. Last time we were talking about Lost and Found. And so as y'all know, this time we were talking about You Are Worthy. So I know it's going to be a great, great interview. Before we even get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? For those who don't know me, I'm Shermonica Slaughter. I have a podcast. It's called My Journey Within Podcast. I am a mom of three. I officially have a senior. Yes, he'll be graduating this year. I'm so excited for that. Um, I completed my master's degree in 2021. So I have that in criminal justice. And I'm just in, I'm just enjoying life right now. You know, I'm putting my shows out, hoping I can get back speaking. You know, if this COVID, whatever this is, just die down. And I can Mm -hmm. really get myself back out there. But I've just been enjoying life being a mom and just raising these kids. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into these questions. So I mentioned in the introduction of how I came to this episode with my friend telling me that, you know, they didn't think that they were fit for the show. And I just wanted to know, have you ever felt like you weren't qualified in Christian spaces based on your past? And if so, can you share that experience? Yes. It's yes and no. I have, um, I've came across certain podcasts where they were like, they didn't want to talk about God. They didn't, you know, kind of want me to represent a sense because mm-hmm. I'm like on my podcast, I, I understand there's people out there that, you know, that's not saved and don't believe in God. And that's fine. I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. But I'm going to talk about God and I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to talk about Jesus as much as I possibly can because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here without him, without either one of them. But, yes, I have, you know, felt that or tr- they tried to, like, censor me in the mm-hmm. sense, like, well, no, we're not going to talk about God on here. And so I immediately know I'll just go elsewhere because I'm mm-hmm. never going to deny, you know, my walk with God or who he is. But. I have felt that plenty of times. And, and at first I was like, well, that's, you know, thank you, Holy Spirit. He had just spoke to me. That's why now I only reach out to who he tells me to. Because when I first mm. started this, I was just going on any show I can to get out there. And some of them, I look back now and I'd be like, oh, Lord. <laughs> and so now I allow him to lead me and guide me. Even with reaching back out to you and everything, I just go with what he tells me to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so good, too, because I remember doing our pre-interview. If you listen to the podcast, yeah, obey is an acronym. And the last Y is yield to Holy Spirit. Just always 
allowing him to lead you, you know, not yeah. stepping ahead of him, just yielding, letting him tell you which way to go. So I love that you do that. Definitely a representation of what we want for this podcast. So, so happy Thank you're you so on. much. <laughs> so with that question, have you ever had experiences where you were like on a, not necessarily a Christian podcast, but you know, like in church communities or around different Christians where you just felt like, oh, I'm not as Christian as them. Yes. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> I started going to church when I was 16. And mm-hmm. I came from a, you know, a, it was a Caucasian church. So okay. I had never seen, you know, like the drums and the music and, you know, and all that. It was just, mm-hmm. we was church for an hour, we was gone home. It was, you know, yes. it was quite simple. <laughs> and I was at, a, I, I ended up going to um, another church. I was there for 12 years. And the teaching was very oppressive. Mm-hmm. And so when I left that church and joined another one, the teacher was completely different. But the people there, if you didn't get in with the right crowd and everything, you was just kind of left out. And so mm-hmm. I always just felt small and felt like I wasn't doing enough or they really catered to married people versus not, you know, single women. I'm a single woman mm-hmm. and everything. So um, I was just like, okay, God. but he led me there for a reason. And I was able to grow in the midst of all that going on. But it was a yeah. lot of days where I just felt like, oh, I could be doing this or why I'm not married or all this and all that. And I have these mm-hmm. children and everything. But I was just glad that I had a Holy Spirit that I can talk to to say mm-hmm. that I got you here for a reason. Don't focus on all that. That's good that you can see that because I, I that would have discouraged me because sometimes, you know, it did for a lot of days. I won't lie. It really did. <laughs> Because some days when I'm in church and my pastor, he started talking about the marriage. I'm just like, well, you know, let me just wait for my little um sermon about the singles because this is not for me. <laughs> but, you know, I actually had great advice from a friend on my YouTube streets. Her name is Yasmin Williams-Wood. She's she's like a mighty mama. She I aspire to be her. <laughs> but she's a mother of four and she's married and you know i will be watching her content and a lot of it had like started shifting to christian moms different stuff like that i was just like "Mm, i don't really know how to relate to this and she encouraged me she was just like use you know the videos and what i'm saying and what i'm teaching to prepare yourself for marriage so take what i'm telling you take the advice i'm giving and just you know put it in the back of your mind so when it is time you already have the wisdom and the knowledge that you need to have. So. Amen. So going to the second question. Okay. So in the biblical background, I talked about David, like I mentioned, and how he was chosen as king and nobody expected him to be king, not even his daddy. So have you ever felt unworthy based on your physical or personality features? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Growing up, I I was darker than my sisters. They were all light-skinned. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot of mental and verbal abuse coming from them because I was darker and I had thicker hair and everything. So, you know, I got called a lot of names. I got mistreated a whole life. I grew up not liking light-skinned women because I thought they all were the same. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I had to be delivered from all that because just because one, how one set of people was, it's not how everyone was. But it took me a long time. I hated the way I look. I hated my face. I hated my body. I hated everything about me because of what they did. Mm-hmm. to me but I had to ask God show me how you see me show mm-hmm. me how you love me you know what you think I'm the apple eye you think I'm all these things show me and he did and so that's why I was able to heal from that and you know love who I am now and in context I have a light-skinned daughter and a dark-skinned daughter and I saw how people you know treated but I shut it down quickly yes like they're yes. both beautiful <laughs> you're not going to speak to one and not speak to the other you're going to if that's case, don't speak to either one of them and I don't allow that in my house when it comes to them you're both equally beautiful no matter what your skin tone is and I don't allow one to make the other feel superior yeah I love that you are instilling that in your daughters so they don't have to go through what you go through you know we are supposed to learn from what we went through. And I'm glad that you are doing that. You have this glow, this like natural glow. So I'm sad that you thought that, but I'm so happy that you overcame that because you are beautiful, like you said. But I understand that struggle of having to just say, hey, God, I need you to show me me. You know, I've been through that before. I don't know. I don't know if you know, but I was like really struggling with my personality because I was just adamant. I did not have a personality. (laughs) And mm -hmm, like nobody could tell me different. Like I what they said, I was like, I don't have a personality. And 
I really had to submit that thing over to God because, you know, he told me to go on this podcast. So I'm just like, why do I think I don't have a personality and you're telling me to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that is something that I had to submit over to him. And he really worked inside of me to be more comfortable with who I am. I think you're absolutely wonderful. Like I love <laughs> podcasts you. and everything. Like I love, and I love what you're doing. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And so it's just a testament out there to somebody who's who's going through that struggle of not accepting themselves to like how God made them just really go to him and ask him to show you how he sees you. Amen. Mm -hmm. And then to, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in a different episode, but okay. you have to do the work too. You just can't say, God, show me I'm beautiful and then not try to do any work towards mm -hmm. it, you know, so mm -hmm. just <laughs> I'll get more <laughs> detail in there on a, a different episode. Amen. That was wonderful. <laughs> but with that too, did you have any resentment towards your sisters as you got older or when you saw yourself as beautiful, did you just go ahead and just let that go? That anger go for I, I had a lot of resentment. A mm -hmm. lot. And I don't have any resentment to this day. We okay. even though we, we don't have a relationship like the way I would want for us, they have relationships. I'm still on the outside of it. Mm -hmm. It's just always been that way. And I've I've come to a peace with him. I pray for them. You know, I, I pray for God. If it's your will for us to have that relationship, he will work it out. But I did carry a lot of resentment for years. I mean, mm -hmm. years. And, you know, they and I had to realize, like, they was going on with their life. I was walking around with all of that. They didn't care. They did it. You know, they found it funny and everything. So mm -hmm. I, I had to heal and I had to let it all go. And so that's what I did. And I'm so glad I did because I never would have thought I would have had, you know, two daughters in the situation mm -hmm. that, you know, kind of like it could have been how I grew up. And so I'm glad that he was able to heal me so I can mm -hmm. teach them. Yeah. What you said about how they were going on with their lives, yeah. that is one key thing to forgiveness. Forgiveness is not for that person. It's for you. Mm -hmm. On the inside person, they probably could care less. They probably forgot what they said. I really don't care about what they said. So you have to forgive them for yourself. So you're not going crazy. <laughs> you're so right. So what is the biggest area in your life that you struggle with your worthiness in during this season of your life? Just, just feeling like that I, that I, that I can have good things. And I, I just a, a quick backstory. Growing up, my mother was very abusive as well. Mm -hmm. And her mindset, the way she raised us was don't get happy because if you get happy, it's going to go away. It's not going to last long. So mm -hmm. for a long time, I was like afraid to be prosperous, to get money, to get anything because I was like, it's not going to last long. It's not going to be here. So I struggled with even like having a husband or having a healthy relationship or anything. I just struggled with you're not good enough for that. I wasn't mm -hmm. worried because that's what was instilled into me for so long. You know what I'm saying? Just that it was a lot of mental and verbal abuse. And so I had to just like, God, I need you to constantly renew my mind. I have to stay in my word. I have to, you know, I I have my sermons I listen to. I have my my, my music. I live my worship music. I have to constantly keep my mind there because the devil will come. Because when he comes at me, he comes with everything he got. And he constantly tries to bring situations and say, see, I told you you're not worthy. Mm -hmm. But then once I go back to God's word, no, this is what his word says. And I've yes. learned to throw the word at the devil and not my words, but God's word because he's fleeing. Like I said, I got my master's degree. Once again, he was like, okay, am I going to find the right job? My word is my word of that. And it just all comes back. <laughs> I know God sometimes be like, child, how I many times I got to tell you, but he's a loving God and he doesn't change. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm grateful for that, but I struggled with a, a lot of that on the inside. I was just feeling like that, okay, I can have a, a, a great, healthy relationship, a good husband, a home, and all that. Mm -hmm. Like, do I deserve that? Do I deserve it? And so, you know, God, he's still working on me. He's still mm -hmm. Look, I got my little um, board right here because I need to change it before I film. But this was the scripture for the last episode. Submit to really? God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Girl, we are just connected all around. <laughs> Look at that. Look at how these words. Okay. I talked about in the last episode how like I went to go see my little cousin graduate from law school. And I when I tell you that enemy was just he was all up and down. I couldn't even enjoy 
the graduation because he was just filling me with that comparison and oh, no. you know you haven't amounted to this and that and it's just like no no yeah. no no you know you just gotta continue to root yourself in God because if you don't he'll like I said he'll just keep like intertwining in you yes. and before you know it you can't even figure out how to untangle it because mm -hmm. he's so and he don't stop he don't take breaks he keep coming and coming and coming and like mm -hmm. I, I I told my son this because he was struggling you know with seizures he started having seizures in 2020 and he would just not struggle like why is this happening to me I don't understand why God let this happen and I had to tell him Whenever you can tell if something is from the devil, because it's going to steal, kill, and destroy everything in your life. But mm -hmm. if something comes from God, what did his words say? I came to have life and life yeah. more abundant. So even as with friends, anything, if it's stealing and killing and destroying your joy, it's not from God. But if it's mm -hmm. giving you life, it's from him. God wants you to live. It's not in his will for you to die from mm -hmm. this and everything. So I, you know, he, he holds that near and dear <laughs> to his heart and everything. But I always tell him that. God can we have life. And so whenever mm -hmm. things are going all around me, because from like February, March, and April and May, it was like bam, bam, bam. It was coming, coming back and forth. And I was like, okay, God, I know this is not of you. This is the devil. He's trying to scrag me and throw me off. Yeah. So, you know, since you you brought that up, if y'all don't know, her son does struggle with seizures. Your son is a senior, right? He's 17. 17. Now. 17. 17. That's so young to be going through something like that. So how have you dealt with that? Just in case any of my listeners are struggling with their kids with that, you know, how are you coping with that? You know, it's the first year that it happened. I didn't sleep. Like, cause he have them in his sleep. That's mm -hmm. the only time he have them. And I, I wouldn't sleep. And I would let the devil just beat my, my thoughts in, like, he's going to die. Your son's going to die and all this and all that. And one day after a really bad seizure he had, he was in the hospital. I just came back to my house and I said, you know what, Dad? We're going to have it out. And I got my oil and I got some scriptures and I just walked through my house commanding. This is my home. This is Holy Spirit home. You can't be here anymore. You know, whatever spirit it is, you can't be here when it when it happens because it, it's been a month now. So I'm I'm just I'm thanking God. It's been a whole month since he had since he had one. But I just worship, and yeah. you know, it it I don't sound weird, but even while he's having one, I make sure that you know it doesn't last long. But I make sure I'm worshiping. I'm thanking God because I know he's a healer. I know mm -hmm. he is, and I actually did an episode. I had interviewed all three of my children. We talked about the seizures. And it's just, it's real up and down. You know, it was real hard struggling with that. We was, I promise you, we was just watching the movie yesterday. And the lady had a seizure and died. And I just yeah. bust out crying. And I was like, oh my God, it, it just comes and goes. It comes and goes. Yeah. And my kids are just looking at me because I just, as a mom, because he doesn't mm -hmm. see them, I see them because he has them in his sleep. So I yeah. get the mental, you know, picture of it and everything. But I just keep my mind on God and he have a healing declaration that he, you know, that he that I wrote for him that he says, and you know, he's good with his medication. And so we're just going to keep claiming that he is healed because I know. Yes. He is. yes. In Jesus name. Jesus we'll name. definitely be keeping you in our prayers. You and Thank your you. son definitely be keeping y'all in, in our prayers. I'm so happy to know that he is doing better. Mm -hmm. And I love the sense that you took against this gonna praise i i thought about that song um not gonna sing for y'all but the song where it says i'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm i'm just gonna get louder and louder because the enemy does not want to hear you praising god and he's gonna leave you alone if you keep praising him you just gotta keep doing it so i absolutely absolutely love that thank you <laughs> i remember i don't i don't know where i seen this but it was a cc Winans interview and she talked about when she lost her brother and she said that when her brother, like, I guess they were standing around him. And like when he took his last breath, the first thing her dad did was start praising God. Oh, wow. And all the time I just can keep that image because as a parent, you see us, you see your child gone and you still can praise God in that. And that's how we should do no matter what comes at us in life. We can still praise God because we still have another day. He's still blessing us. Yeah. And we're going to see the other side one day, you know? Amen. And I do. I, I, I thank God every morning when I wake up that he kept us through the night, that he didn't have a seizure. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I, I thank him. I told God I would thank you every day for the mm -hmm. rest of my life that he is seizure free. And, and I do. Mm -hmm. 
I give him that glory and that honor. Whew, I love that. We, that wasn't even on our questions list, y'all, but y'all know Holy Spirit is working. <laughs> Thank you. And I pray it helps someone. I pray, you know, maybe a mother's mm. listening or a father. And it just gives them comfort. Just keep your eyes on God because at the end of the day, they're his children. And even though I gave birth to him, he is his yeah. child. And I had to give him back to God and say, I know mm. you're going to take care of him. Yeah, and God loves your children 10 times more than you do. So just imagine how much he loves them. Of course, he's going to want to take care of them. So it's no problem with putting them in his hands because he's going to take care of them just like he takes care of us. Amen. I don't have kids, but, you know, I guess this is all preparing me for when yeah, I... Not yet, up. not yet. They coming. <laughs> yeah, not yet. They can come. Not not, not soon, though. Not soon, though. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we talked about your son's struggle with his seizures and you shared a little bit about your mother being verbally and physically abusive to you. And I know, as I talked about in your bio before you came on, I talked about your domestic violence struggles. So can you share how being a victim of domestic violence affected your thoughts on your worthiness? It affected a whole lot because I didn't know who I was anymore. Mm -hmm. He had, you know, beat me down so bad, just mentally in my mind. I had to find out who Shamanica was again. You know, it just every relationship that I had been in, it was always some form of abuse. And mm -hmm. it's funny because I used to say, I never give it a man to put his hands on me because my father was abusive to my mother. But mm -hmm. it was all I'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. If I was in like a regular relationship, it was boring because, oh, we're not fighting. We're not this. We're not that. And so just to go through all that and experience it, my healing was very dark. It was very rough. You know, everyone thinks that it's like, you know, just peaceful and you meditating by the water. No, God truly showed me myself when I was going through my healing. And I didn't want to do, I didn't want to change my victim mentality. I wanted to keep the same, like, well, my mother did this and my father did that. Yeah. So I need to be this way. And it was like, no, because a lot of people don't want to heal because it's responsibility on the other side of healing. And I had mm -hmm. to take responsibility. Ooh. So that was my thing right there. But I I had to find out who I was. Because I had two, my children were smaller then. And mm -hmm. I was like, I got to find out who I am in God and myself so I can raise them. And I can break this generational curse. Because that's how it was for the women in my family. They always got with abusive men. You know, it was just a generational curse of so many different things. I like it ended with me. It's not going to pass on to my children. Mm -hmm. And so with now I'm in therapy. I've been in therapy for like five years. I've had all my kids in therapy. I just want them to go and see, you know, is this for them? Do you like that? And everything. Yeah. And my son just actually ended his therapy. He wanted to take a break. I'm still doing mine. I'm going to continue with it. But it's just, it's helped me. It has helped me so much. And I have a nice, I have a Christian therapist. So it's even mm. better that, you know, I can express my love for God and this and that. But I have, because I've been to therapy. They were just sitting there like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, they were just like, huh, all right. They, they didn't really get it because they wasn't, you know, in this walk with God and everything. So I'm mm -hmm. grateful. Therapy is so important. I'm in, I'm in therapy too. And I have a Christian therapist, therapist as well. Okay. And it. It is so essential. I tell you, yes, I know is. our last session, we were talking about like specifically, you know, feeling guilt for not like having faith in God. And I know I can never have that conversation with a therapist who doesn't believe in God. So exactly. I oh, I had one therapist. Every time I would say something that happened, she'd just be like, oh, how does that make you feel? And I'm like, I just told you I was molested as a child. How do you think it made me feel? <laughs> and it, it was just no connection. And that's why mm -hmm. I encourage you, like, you, you know, you may find one right out the gate, but keep going. Because yeah. every therapist is not right for you. And yeah. so that's what I did. I've heard somebody say, you have to date your therapist. Like, you have to see which one is right for you. It's okay exactly. to date. So with everything that you've said, and I know that you said that God is still working with you with the feeling of worthiness. So how do you combat the feeling of not being worthy? Do you have any advice or tips for the viewers out there? Well, I, I can't speak for everybody because like I say, everyone's different. I just know that I have to keep myself surrounded with his word. Even though I love to read, I wasn't a big Bible reader. And so I've started the version Bible app, like on my phone. Yes. I've uh -huh. started that. My cousin introduced me to it um, back in 2017 after I had went through a very bad breakup and everything. And I was like, okay, I'll give it, I'll give it a shot. And so I've had it since 2017 and 
I've I've read the Bible three times complete all the way through because it's just I look they have devotionals and you know they mm-hmm. have the scriptures and then so but then I, I I like the physical Bible and like mm-hmm. I had showed you earlier before <laughs> so I'm getting into that you know I'm still reading from my phone but mm-hmm. I learned that I had to surround myself with the Word of God I had to you yes. know keep my worship music playing I had to find time to sit in His presence sometimes just to be silent. So mm-hmm. I can hear him speaking to me and guiding me. Because a lot of times we'll get, and you know, a friend be like, God needs this, God needs that. Help me, help me, help me, help me. And then we don't never sit still to hear what he has to say about yeah. anything. And so I always just, I've learned that. And I tell everyone this, most of I talk to, I seek, I seek God's face and I seek his heart. Because when I do that, he, he's giving me everything that's in his hand. Yeah. So he knows that I'm just not here for for this and for that, I really want a genuine close relationship with him. And so I have to ask him constantly, Lord, renew my mind. I ask him that every day. Renew my mind. Um, I have affirmations that I say. I've given mm-hmm. affirmations to my kids. Um, I have Bible scriptures that, you know, specifically help me. I put my name in the Bible scriptures and yes. I say it. And that helps that. me even better. And so that that's just kind of my journey. And I have mm-hmm. my specific prayer time that I get up with him every morning. I meet him at the crack of dawn. We meet and we talk about the day and, you know, covering the day and everything. And I just, I enjoy it. And so that's what I have to do to help with it. Not saying that it works 100% all the time because Mm -hmm, I still have my moments where I'm like, God, I just don't feel worthy of having this or having that. How can I break that? Because I know it goes back to my childhood. And he just Mm -hmm. always leads me to his word. What do I say about you? Yes. You know, not what your mom said, not what your sister said. What do I say? Because what I say, babe, that's the only thing that matters. And so when I find the scripture on that, you know what I'm saying? It, it'll calm me down. Instant, because I've always been a big warrior. You know, yeah. growing up, we didn't have, you know, we did not have, like, my mother was a drug addict. And mm-hmm. so we didn't have food and clothes and this and that. So that was always a worry of mine. Like, I'm going to lose everything, God. And he was like, oh, my goodness, really? So you take me to Matthew 6 and 31 and 30. What I say? Take no thought for tomorrow. What you're going to eat? What you're going to drink? He always yes. brings me to his word. Like I'm telling you, Shamanika, I got you. Yeah. So that's, that, that pretty much it what helps me, his word. I will say, you do not look like what you've been through. Well, thank you. Everything thank that you, you, you just throwing so much at me. And I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> and you look so good. So thank God you. is definitely keeping you. Keeping Amen. You that. Y'all know, everybody know. I am an advocate for people reading the Bible. A lot of yeah. people, they hate it. They hate it so much. And it breaks my heart because. I know. Because it's so much drama in the Bible. You know, people think reality shows are drama. Let me tell you something. Get up in the Bible. The Old right. Testament, it took me a minute to really get in the Old Testament. But I just, one mm-hmm. day I just started reading Genesis. I just kept going. I love the Bible. I I started in the Old Testament. I remember I was teaching Bible study to my family and my grandma was like, I really think you need to switch up the New Testament. But I was like, no, what the, the Old Testament. Because, you know, everybody's a little New Testament. Yeah. I, I had to, like, make myself read the New Testament because I, I, I love the Old Testament. I started doing devotionals with my kids. Ooh, I'll be the giving them scripture because they have the version app as well. You know, mm-hmm. me, I like to do the 30-day one so I can have something to read each day. I'm mm-hmm. just starting them out. But we're going to start doing devotionals where they're going to have to, you know, bring a scripture a brain they want to read and they need to tell me okay this is what I think this means just trying yeah. to put the word of God in them because I tell them if I don't ever leave you anything else here you're going to know who God is because yeah. you're going to make it with him because you can't make it without him I promise that's you think you can but thing. I promise you you can't that's the most important thing that is so true so any last words you want to share with my listeners before you go yes well on my show I have a quote that I always say and I got it from Jennifer Lewis. She was on the Breakfast Club. Now, she didn't copyright this quote. And I'm thinking I'm going to probably get it copyrighted. But <laughs> I, I said it on my show because it's so true and it resonated with me. So it's just you know, to everyone out there, I just always say, love yourself enough so that when love shows up, it won't be a stranger to you. Oh, because that's God. something I dealt with. I never knew how to love myself or, you know, or anything. And so I had to pour that love back into me because when the right person do come along, I'll be ready for it. Yeah. And you know what? Even if he don't come along, I'm still gonna be ready for it because I love mm-hmm. me now and I know who I am. So that's what I would like to say to everybody out here: just love yourself. 
That is beautiful. I Thank love you. that. And this was such, such a great conversation. I feel like it's going to help somebody. That was my prayer. So me if too. it just helps one person, that is more than enough for me. And I hope that y'all go ahead and go over to her podcast. I'll be sure to leave your podcast in the show notes. Before you leave, can you just go ahead and do a shameless plug and tell my listeners <laughs> where they can find you? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me back. And I can just say, like, you're doing an awesome job. And thank just please you. keep going. Don't stop. Because your personality is just beautiful. And, you, you know, you're just going to be a shining light out here. It's going to help people, you know, bring you know, bring them close to God. And so, uh, not for the plug. Huh? <laughs> um, well, my podcast it. is My Journey Within podcast. I'm based on every streaming platform that you can find. I just got on Pandora. It, it took a minute, but I got on there. Um, I'm also on this internet radio. It's called X Squad. It's like it's a, um, a, a internet radio thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can find me on Facebook at Shamanica Slaughter. Um, you can find me on Instagram at My Journey Within Podcast. And um, also, if you don't want to reach out there, my email is the same. Uh, I have two emails. It's Mona and Slaughter at Yahoo.com or at My Journey Within you know, Podcast at Yahoo.com. Please feel free to reach out. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm a domestic violence advocate. You know, even though that's not what we talked about on here. But, you know, feel free to reach out. I'm here to talk about God. I love to talk about God. I can talk about God all day long. And I talk about him a lot on my podcast. I have a lot of great episodes that, you know, cater to everything I've been through in my life. That's why I call it my journey within, because it just talks about my struggles and how God helped me overcome all all those things. I love that. Was that your mission with creating the podcast? Like what drove you to create the podcast? Um, My first episode was the day that COVID shut everything down. I had been listening. Yes, I had been listening to podcasts, and I heard Holy Spirit was like, "You can do that as well." And I was like, "I don't know what I can talk about." He's like, "You have a lot that you can talk about. Just go from there." And so I did it for a year, and then he had me sit down for a year, and he was like, "I really need you to heal, like to truly Mm -hmm. heal." So the whole 2021. I didn't do anything, but people were still listening. And I was like, they're, they're still listening. And so I just, I started back in January and I went on here, but I'm taking off for the summer because uh, me and my kids, this is, we call I'm calling this a summer of growth. And mm-hmm. so we got a lot of stuff that we're going to do. I'm teaching my son how to drive and teaching them how to cook and, you know, just we're building up prayer habits and having these devotionals. And we're going to the gym and working out. So I'll be back in August. With you know, with, with um new shows yeah. and everything, but right now it's our summer of growth, me and the kids. Yeah, that'll give that'll give the people to catch up. That'll give them time yes. to catch up. Yes, so. please catch up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all go and follow, and then spend the summer catching up. Well, I want to thank you so much again for coming on. It was such a joy speaking. Yes, to it was. You. It truly was. This has been a highlight. <laughs> I've been. I knew it was going to be good all yeah. day. I felt good about it in my spirit, and I said, "Okay, now I'll see why." <laughs> Well, I'm so happy. I hope that y'all enjoyed it out there. I hope that you get a ton of new listeners and support. And we will see you back on the show one day. We sure will. You have a great (laughs) night. Thank you again. You too. Thank you so much. All right. So thank you again, Shermonica, for coming on. I really do appreciate it. That was an amazing conversation, wasn't it, you guys? So before leaving, I do just want to pray for all of you out there in this season right now. If you're struggling with worthiness, I want to pray for you. So Father God, thank you for this episode. Thank you for the talk with Shermonica. Thank you for letting us all know that we are worthy. I pray right now, Lord, that anybody who happens to be listening to this, that they are delivered from the grips of the enemy, telling them that they aren't worthy. I pray that you show them everything that they're worth. I pray that they see themselves how you see them, Lord. I pray that no one is stopped from fulfilling the purpose that you designed for them because someone or something is making them think that they aren't worthy, Lord. I pray that they push. I pray that they continue and they keep walking until they get through the purpose that you have for them. I thank you in advance that they have been delivered. And I thank you for what 
their purpose is going to bring to the world. I thank you for what them learning that they are worthy is going to bring to the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So before getting into the announcement portion of this episode, y'all know that I do have two questions for y'all. So what was your key takeaway from this episode? And then also let me know if you learned something new. If you're watching on YouTube, please comment that down below in the comment section. And if you're watching on Spotify, you can answer in the Q&A section of the app. Y'all know that my prayer for this podcast is to be a small group like community. So when I see your comments, I get so excited. I love talking to y'all in the comment section. So do not be afraid to reach out. I will respond. I promise. And then also, I do not want to end this episode without offering someone the opportunity to become reborn. So I say reborn because in John chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. To become reborn is to simply believe in Jesus and accept him as your Savior. And if you cannot remember a time where you've done that, then right now is the perfect opportunity for you to do so. All you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Father God, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. In Jesus' name, amen. And just like that, just as simple, you are now a part of the Union of Christ. And we are so excited to finally have you a part of the family. Congratulations. If you did repeat that prayer after me, the first essential step that you want to take is to connect with a Bible teaching church. If you cannot find a church in your area, I always include my church's live stream link in the show notes below. where We go live at 830 a.m. and 1030 a.m. Central Standard Time. And then the second essential step, in my opinion, is to purchase our Reborn workbook. You can find that link down below in the show notes. But that workbook is going to be so essential and helpful in your new walk. It's going to give you some great tools, some great scriptures. And then also, if you are not a Reborn believer, if you're an existing believer, I believe that book will help you as well. So definitely check that link out down below. All right, so that's all that I have for you guys today. I want to thank y'all so much for tuning in. If you are watching the premiere and you're in the chat, I see you. We see each other. I thank y'all so much for supporting me and building a community within this podcast. It is so, so appreciated. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button before you leave out of the building. And then if you're listening on any of our podcasting platforms, be sure to leave us a review. It really does help the podcast go a long way. And it definitely helps grow the ministry. And then also, if you are listening to the podcast, do me a favor. Go on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are on the road to a thousand subscribers. So every subscriber counts. But remember, you can keep listening on the audio platforms. I love all support. I really appreciate any support that you all give me. And then regardless of whatever platform that you are listening to us on, be sure to share this episode with five of your friends. We got to get the word out and let people know that they are worthy and we got to stop the enemy from winning. Once people find out that they are worthy, the enemy is going to be terrified. And that's exactly what we want him terrified. So definitely share this episode with five of your friends. And then if you do have any prayer requests, be sure to send those to us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com and we will always be in agreement with you. And then if you do want to submit any high and low moments to the podcast, you can do so by submitting those to us at our Instagram page, Facebook page, or email address. All right. I think that I went through all the announcements. Thank you guys again for tuning into this episode. I pray that the episode found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient and I'll see y'all next episode. Bye.